you know, when you enjoy what you do, it's really hard to separate it. Yeah. It's really hard to separate it. So it, it just, it's becomes a part of who you are. Hopefully not what you are, but a part of who you are. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a really hard thing to turn off. And I think we're all really fortunate that we don't necessarily have to turn it off because it's a negative thing. Yeah. You know, we can turn it off when we have to, but we enjoy it. So it's not like, oh man, I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah. I am an everyday athlete. Hey everybody, this is Jarrett Baston with Mark McCain and you're listening to Everyday Athlete a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And today we have more than just a day-to-day CrossFit athlete. We have Coach Christopher. The Chris Lemel. <laughs> Told you, everybody's going to be the... <laughs> bah, 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 bah. Yeah. So uh, today we have Chris. Um, we're going to just kind of chit-chat and talk about where you came from. Obviously, we know a lot about you, um, mainly because it's been... How many? Three, four, three, three and a half, four, almost four years. November uh, will be four. Yeah, almost four years together. Um, so we know a lot, but a lot of people out there that just get you for an hour, uh, you know, five hours a week, may not know a lot of the backstory. So that's kind of why we're here to dive into uh, a little bit of where you came from and how you got where you are today. All right. Mostly thank to Mark. Mark did most <laughs> of the work. I did nothing. Uh, so. Again, I'm, I'm going to mostly yeah. answer these questions. Yeah. Where are you from originally? I am from Blanchester, Ohio. Um, Where's that? A really small town. Um, I remember a parade being held through the town when we got our first Kroger. Uh, one one stoplight kind of day. town. Yeah, it was a big day. Um, really small town. Um, a lot of farm communities out there. Uh, about an hour and a half from here. So yep. just just south of Wilmington. So it's a, it's a hike. It's a bit of a hike. It's a hike. And now we're in uh, the opposite direction of Kentucky. So we'll talk <laughs> yeah. about how you got, how you went south. Yeah. Feels like most How it of, all went south. Yeah, how it all went south. <laughs> um, so we've been, I think Mark and I kind of started around the same time. When did you start into CrossFit? Well, let's, let's, start, let's still go back. When did you start in fitness? Uh, so I was uh, a lot, really similar to, I think, a lot of stories. Um, I was overweight. Uh, when I was younger, um, my dad worked out every day in the morning, really early. Um, and I eventually approached him about it and he was like, tomorrow morning, you're coming down in the basement. We're going to do, you know, whatever. And, uh, that all started, I think summer of seven after seventh grade going into eighth grade. Um, and from then on, by the time I graduated from, um, into high school, um, I knew I wanted to do something like this, um, coaching personal training, that kind of thing. Own a gym was like just the vision. Um, I didn't know how I was going to get there or, you know, when, but that's kind of at thir- by 13, I knew that was it. You wanted something in the fitness field. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's super interesting uh, <clears throat> for anyone to know, even, you know, middle age, like what you want to do for you to know at age 13, like that's, you know, super impressive. Yeah. I got I, lucky. Because we talked about Mark's story a little bit and how, you know, we went through um, 
you know, the kind of financial world, and I guarantee you at the age of 13, you probably weren't thinking like, wow, I really want to go into the financial world. You know, not many no. people have that kind of insight that early on. You know, they might have enjoy certain things that kind of lead to, um, you know, their path down the road, but very rarely is it like a, a clear cut vision that early on, which is, it's awesome. Uh, yeah. how'd you, so we, so seventh grade, you're what, 13, 14, 13, something 14. like that. Yeah. So what's the next step? So obviously there's a gap between there yeah. when you started CrossFit. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I started with my dad training, um, and he basically taught me everything he knew. Um, he went to Muller. He was, uh, soccer player for Moeller, um, had always been into fitness and I kind of just started, um, buying books and stuff like that and just kind of absorbing everything I could. Um, so it became kind of, it was a hobby at first and then it kind of became this obsession, um, maybe a little too far, but, um, every muscle magazine I could find every article I could look up at back then it was dial dial up. So it was like, if someone didn't have to make a call, I could get on the internet. Um, but it was uh, just finding out everything I could. Um, second I got home from school, it was, okay, work out until, you know, I couldn't bend my arms anymore with bicep curls or whatever and just trying to figure things out. Um, I, got, I got really blessed with my parents. Um, both of them are entrepreneurs. They both own their own business. Um, so it was kind of like back into my own brain where I was like, I'm going to do this way. Yeah, I was way. just just out at his parents' house, um, recently getting, doing photos for you guys. Um, and yeah, it, it's a, it's a cool place. I mean, it's a, it's a really interesting, you know, thing that, they, that they've built out there as far as, you know, the kennel and things like that. And it's, yeah. it's very well put together and yeah. it's a beautiful piece of land. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really cool to see the, the Lemble compound. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh. So, uh, that brings us up to speed a little bit as far as, uh, where you got into fitness when when was the switch like the the crossfit bug (laughs) um so this has been debated between my wife your sister and i uh a couple times um so i was working at uh urban active now la fitness and saw a main site and that kind of thing and was working with cincinnati sports medicine clinic um and i was the leader of this internship where i met her and uh, she's like, oh, you like working out hard, so intense, blah, blah, blah. You should, you should try this CrossFit thing. My brother goes to this gym, and he's really fit and all this stuff. And I was like, I am not. <laughs> it's all a lie. Huge myth. Um, Clearly. So, so uh, we started talking about it. I was like, ah, I don't have the money for it. I'm just going to kind of do my thing at the Globo gym and whatever. And I think at that time, you guys were probably at the first Cuff. Yep. Um, place um 2011 2011 it was early um and uh just kind of drug my feet on it ended up seeing you at regionals um volunteering or something right i was volunteering um i volunteered a lot at regionals because i couldn't get there otherwise um so uh started started a gym out of urban active uh quit urban active uh i want to say so you did it at Urban Active? I did it at Urban Active, and then uh, I was approached by a friend of mine um, who actually owns a gym now, um, and uh, he was like, I want to start my own gym, and we ended up, I left, and by the time I was 21 or 22, I had started, helped him start this other location, this gym, um, which was a stressor that I was not ready for at all. Um, but uh, first CrossFit gym, I ended up just typing in CrossFit in Blue Ash. Right. You know, and uh, 
finally told told her I was like, hey, I joined a gym, and then it was like, you know, the first time you could join a CrossFit gym, you can't stop talking about it. Right. So. Yeah, absolutely. That's the. Uh, it's possibly the best marketing technique. <laughs> absolutely. Ever. Oh, you just like it's it's zero. That's and that's also back when it was. And, and again, not talking about anyone in particular. What, but but just back in the day where it was like you could just open one and it was just amazing. Yep. It didn't matter what you could do any workout any day of the week and people would just show up in yep. flocks. Right. Copy and paste main site. Yeah. Bam. Yeah. Um, and just see what other people are doing. That's what we're doing for the day. Right. Um, and that's, that was kind of the, the, I want to say heyday, but that was really exciting times because you were still learning everything oh, too. Yeah. You know, not to say that we aren't learning now, but I think, you know, back then it was like you were still mastering these, uh, let me say mastering, we're still mastering them, but, but learning these new skills, you know, yeah. it's like when you get your first, uh, set of kipping pull-ups and then, yeah bar muscle-ups and muscle-ups and handstand push-ups and really focusing on all that stuff. I remember the first time, you know, ever climbing a rope outside of, you know, attempting it in gym class. Yeah. yeah. You know? Well, I think I, that's that's what makes our kind of job so exciting, you know, and maybe I'll speak for Chris a little bit, but I'm sure you can chime in on, you know, that was kind of our heyday, so to say, but it's, it, it's you know, so exciting to see people come in for the first time and learn these new skills and you see the excitement. I and mean, we just had Mike Whalen on, um, what episode was that? That's four, five, five. five. Check that yeah. episode out if you have possibly it. six. But you know, he talks about getting his first pull up and totally changing uh, perspective on you know my outlook of, of fitness and stuff like that. We can get into that a little bit later, but um, yeah. So CrossFit was this underground kind of like grunge. You know, think yeah. of any type of movement, um, which it's still a very powerful movement, and it has gone a little more mainstream. I just saw. They made a deal with CBS to yeah. pick up the CrossFit games and you got, you know, all these big sponsorships, but it's the right thing to do because, you know, again, we offer a product that people need um, and just general day-to-day -day life. You don't have to be a games competitor, uh, so to say. But anyway, um, yeah. yeah, maybe speak to that, Chris, just a little bit, like as far as like your coaching and, and maybe what, what got you into that. So you were a personal trainer at... Urban Active, you find it in Blue Ash, and then you try it out. You you like it. You, you probably love it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and Blake, then you want Blake, to start coaching. Yeah. Shout out to Blake. I mean, he. I called him. It was like four fifty, five o'clock, probably mid big afternoon rush, and uh, I called him, and he was like, "Yeah, eight a.m. tomorrow morning. How about that?" And I said, "Awesome." You know, I worked out and I I did did cardio, um, and. Uh, elliptical treadmill that kind of thing and went in and man he just crushed me and yeah. it was fantastic that, that first that first workout that that you really just get demolished by is super humble right it was, uh, i mean it's i think everyone has that first mine was mine in particular was nancy i don't know what yours was mine was uh it was three movements and it was dumbbells and I had yeah. never used dumbbells like that. Yeah. And he was like, all right, we're going to yeah, these do... Are, these are for curling. Oh, man. <laughs> you know? And it just, it was like, all right, three sets of 30, these three exercises. And I got, I think, one round in. I was like, I'm going to go throw up real quick. And went through about, <laughs> came back. And he's like, oh, was, he's like, you're going to keep going? I was like, eh, yeah. I was a notorious puker when I started CrossFit. <laughs> I had no filter on when the one, two yeah. kind of let up. No governor. Just yeah. all gas. Yeah. yeah. I love that, though. I mean, that, I came from that football background of like all right go really hard for 10 seconds rest for yeah. a minute <laughs> like, you yeah, know absolutely. Um, i can remember one workout he programmed and uh it was a mile it was just run a mile 
the catch was every minute on the minute you had seven burpees and my my thought process at that time was okay i have the first full minute to run as far as i can idiot <laughs> <laughs> i think do the day this day the longest mile i've ever run i think it was like a 14 minute mile or something like that and i was wheezing you do, you oh, do seven burpees and you're like three two <laughs> one seven burpees there's there <laughs> a couple like that there's a couple like that um but it's just it's been fun transition in that um my my first thing that i always thought about was how much can i learn and how can i like like my dad's whole goal was to make sure that I was better than he was in the end. And I feel like that's, that's always kind of been my goal is, okay, how can I make whoever I'm training, whoever I'm coaching better than I am as far as movement, as far as the knowledge that they have. Like yeah. if, if that's super hard, like it's really hard to take a back seat um, yeah. to that sometimes when, you know, you know, you, if you do this regularly, you are competitive. Oh, yeah. And if you say you're not competitive, you're, you're an absolute <laughs> liar. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to take a backseat, especially as a trainer, to someone and really try and improve themselves or improve them over you, yep. you know, and that's a really, really tough thing to do uh, and a testament to, to our people. And Absolutely. I think one thing that, that is nice about where you came from too is, um, and maybe, maybe all of us is we were, we'd done CrossFit a little bit you know, at a minimum a year or two before we really transitioned into coaching, um, you know, on a regular oh, basis, yeah, yeah. you know, that's one thing where, you know, bringing people on now where we have the ability to like, you know, almost that three to five year experience before yeah. you're yeah. going to be coaching people. Cause you need to understand a lot of things and a lot, number one, how the body moves, number two, how to communicate with people and, and show empathy, oh, yeah. you know, that's... cause it's really, it'd be really easy just to come in and crush people and not understand how hard it is for some people. Yeah. You, you have to experience, you have to suffer with everyone else. Um, I think the, the easy thing is to be, um, educated. That's yeah. the easy part. Yeah. The hard part is to be, um, kind of cognizant of yourself and mm -hmm. how you're perceived. Um, and that's probably been my biggest, uh, fight is to, um, drop some of the hotheadedness that I had early on. And, um, try to remember it's not like it's not to appreciate the small victories that everyone has because like i've forgotten some of the struggles that i had going into it until yeah. i really think about it. it's like man that was hard for me okay what was my like mindset like when i went through that um and kind of pulling that back out because yeah you forget you just you forget how hard it is sometimes 100 percent. well the main you know the ultimate silver lining in all this is you know, when Jared mentioned about being competitive, ultimately you need to be the most competitive with yourself. Yeah. Um, and people do get caught up in the shuffle. Uh, the easy low hanging fruit is to compare yourself day to day with the people around you, which is awesome. Uh, group, you know, group fitness is, it, it works, right? Yeah. I mean, I know for me personally, working out in the gym by myself compared to with a group of people, naturally I'm gonna push myself way harder with a group of people. Um, not to say I still can't get a good workout uh, by myself, but that's what CrossFit really hit a home run in and they continue to win at is, you know, you look at something, let's look at the CrossFit games. Like those are the fittest people, you know, arguably in the world and they raise their level so high. I mean, you look at it, you can correlate it to any World Series, Super Bowl, you know, all these different kind of major events when the best get around the best, they want to, see it, you know see who's got it yeah. um just naturally and yeah there's different levels of competitiveness and you know i think a lot of 
really successful people out there are competitive, but if you boil it down, they just expect greatness out of themselves. Yep. And I think uh, I can speak to, to Chris and your development, just from you walking through the door the first time and, and you know, you're still a young, young guy, um, but you know, uh, having some good, just good knowledge, but watching you develop, you know, I've never questioned your, your passion or your knowledge for fitness. Um, not to say I've questioned anything else, but just with your, you know, the humility sometimes, like we, you just mentioned, it, it's, it's tough. But to learn that and be open to receiving and changing, and uh, I think that's what makes a good person, but definitely a good coach. So I applaud you for, you know, uh, doing your self-development. I mean, just that self-awareness is, is so important. So understanding, like, hey, you know what, this is more, you know, we're way more than just trainers, right? You know, when yeah. you meet people where they're at, with their life, whatever they're going through, you know, we've uh, unfortunately had, you know, tragic tragedy uh, happen here in our facility. We just had an awesome memorial workout yeah. uh, and you led every workout phenomenally um, and told a story about a previous member that people never met before. And, and, and it's, it's a lot of gratitude there. You know, it's, it's a, it's powerful, man. Um, whenever, you know, you, you can lead a class and, and really capture everyone's attention and know them personally. So that's anyway, what, that's yeah. what is, that's what takes, uh, from a coaster perspective, um, well above any education you can get, yep. you can, you know, I think that's maybe where CrossFit early on got a lot of flack was, you know, well, they don't know anything, blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, the education is clearly caught up. Now oh, it's about, absolutely. now it's about, can you take care of the people who are there? Right. Not, not just, oh, can you make them squat right? But yeah. can you ask them how their weekend was? Yeah. You know, can you ask them what they're doing for, you know, right. their next family trip? Cause that's where, that's where it lies. Absolutely. You know, that's, I'll take someone who, you know, doesn't necessarily have a lot of squatting or squatting or a lot of coaching experience, but they can communicate well with, yeah. with our clients. I'll take them every day over someone who walks in with, you know, 50 certifications. Yeah. And even further than that, it's, um, I think I would rather coach someone who's, you know, coachable and never played a sport never done anything athletic in their life. But all they want to learn, like yeah. versus someone who's like, oh, I'm a, I, you know, I, I compete, you know, 17 times a year. Like, that's great. But like, you're not taking the time to really train and improve. Yeah. Um, you know, well, that's, and, and asking those people to do things outside the gym. I just read a, uh, a little snippet the other day from a, uh, somebody, it was a poster, a blog post or an article someone wrote. And it was essentially how um, she, she does yoga and CrossFit. And like, she's like, if I'm a, if I just do yoga, I become too much this way. If I just do yeah. CrossFit, you know, cause I can speak to CrossFit. She's Absolutely. like, I, I become a, uh, a, a basically competitive asshole. Mm -hmm. She's oh, like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, need yeah. a balance, you know? Yep. So, and I think that's one thing too, where we're finding with, you know, the competitive nature of this and just general life, like you have to find that balance. Absolutely. That's why when we do these challenges, it's like <laughs> sleep tonight, Yep. you know? Like you might just need a day off. Yep. And you know? I, and I think that's, I mean, I think people stress, they, they stress on rest day. Like think about that. Like, well, I have to take a rest day, but what if I do like rest day means rest, like get out of the gym. Like, you know, we just went paddle boarding and that kind of stuff. Do something you haven't done before. Mm. Uh, that's why we do stuff in here to make everything else easier. Exactly. Well, I think it's a, you know, a micro versus macro perspective, like a rest day should be more of a macro, like big picture, like a uh, mm -hmm. you know, big picture, like, yeah, man, like I'm a little sore and, and I do need to take a rest. 
micro, you're like, I need to work out today, right now. Um, or which, I might lose everything I've yeah, ever done. Exactly. Yeah. Like this one, you know, think of that just from a meal perspective. That would yeah. be like this one meal is going to make all the difference. You know, it's, it's ultimately, yeah. you know, it is, is the small, small choices. So the rest day, you know, again, you can still stay real, relatively active. You can go for Absolutely. a light jog or, you know, hit, hit some kind of active dynamic stretching, stuff like that. But from a longevity standpoint, it's, it's not feasible to work out every day. Well, we talked, <laughs> you, you mentioned it, you mentioned it, but you know, you only need to quote compete X amount of days. Yeah. If you are coming out and, you know, hitting the hammer every single day, yeah. number one, your performance will suffer than those who actually rest. Yeah. Number two, you're going to burn out very quickly. Gangbusters. You, you can, cannot. You don't have the gas. Yeah, no. I mean, you can't do it, you know, and, and that's just, again, for a lot of people, it's a very hard lesson to learn. That's a lesson I had to learn. Like, you just can't do it. Um, and you have to actually listen to your body. And guess what? You're going to get better. We saw that with a shift with our programming. Yeah. You know, it's oh, like yeah. part, you know, it's like linear strength cycle. All right, two second rest and Fran. Yeah. Like, yeah. dude, we just did 10 by two at 90% back squat. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna tell right. me to do Fran right now? Yeah. yeah. No one yeah. PRs. And guess what? We spend 45 minutes warming up for Fran yeah. and everybody PRs. Yeah. Right. You know? And they're doing less total volume. Yeah. You know, it's, and I, I think. I, I kind of blame Froning and all that for that. It's like, oh, well, he works out. Do you He's, hear that, Froning? Yeah, you hear that? Come, I, knew, I knew you are listening. If, <laughs> if you're listening, um, if you want to argue it, come on down. All right, come find us. three <laughs> Sussex Road. Um, but he... Please you know, don't come. <laughs> um, prove your fitness. Um, but he, they post videos on him, and it's nothing that he put out there like, wow, well, uh, you know, do all this. But it was like everyone was showing all the volume he was doing. What they didn't understand was that he was doing high volume with low intensity. Yeah. He, he was hitting that 80% and his intensity is much higher than ours are, but you know, but he's doing multiple workouts a day, the same total volume. Yeah. Everyone's trying to do that kind of that many workouts a day with high volume in each one. And it's yeah. crushing people. Um, and I think there's like your comp trains mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. If that's what you're yeah. shooting for. What, yeah. What is your goal? What is yeah. your goal? You know, yeah. it's, is it to improve in the open? Is it, you know, if it is to go to regionals, then, you know, that's a different path. Um, but also understand what that path takes. Exactly. But I think, who, who was it that was, it might have been at the level two that we went to, and he was talking about, you know, you never want to judge a book by its cover. Oh, Ben Bergeron was talking about was that. Was it Ben? I, mm -hmm. thought, I thought it was our level two guy. Yeah. But anyways, he's, you know, he basically says he had a guy come in, and um, he's, essentially looks like he's never really worked out. Yeah, that was Berger. Was it Ben? Yeah. yeah. And he talks about how talks about how he basically just dismissed him and what he really needed to say was this is what it's going to take for you to get there. Yep. If right. you follow it, you'll get there, but it's what is your goal? Yeah. So many people go into it without necessarily having a goal, it's just I just want to be better. Well, yeah. well think of that like monetarily, right? So if you have a goal like I want to make X amount of money a year. All right, well break that down. This is how much you need to make a month. This is how much you need to make a week. And like intuitively, you can you can see that fitness-wise, it's like a little you know gets a little muddled. Right. Where you're like, all right, I want to go to the CrossFit Games. Or it's all just right. it's not sexy stuff. Right. It's, yeah. Well, hey. that's, what, that's, what yeah, I, yeah, yeah. that's kind of where I was going. You know, with uh, like you know what you just said, like, hey, what's your goal? All right, if your goal is to go for the uh, you know, let's just say that your goal is the RXD Open. All right. So you don't have a pull-up. 
all right you don't you know let's say maybe a muscle up or you don't have double unders we need to practice mm -hmm. i'm talking about practice <laughs> but ideally probably at low intensity with built-in rest probably by yourself sometimes mm -hmm. you know while class is going on you're off to the side just working on jump rope probably wearing like a sweatshirt and long pants because it's just lacing you up up and down yeah. if you're not very good you know we've all been there yeah. um but you just have to you know spend time like i I've, i'm kind of sort of i don't like to publicly admit it i would love to be good at golf but i just go play i don't ever spend time practicing and that's a perfect example of like you know i can hit you can't the just be expected to yeah, like yeah it's, yeah. it's, it's unrealistic yeah. so you know i go out there and i'm lighthearted. i know like i'm gonna have a couple good holes but i know um, inevitably I'm gonna have some really bad holes. Yeah. I'm gonna hit some really I'm gonna lose some balls. Yeah. You know? But for me personally Golf I think, outing August twelfth. Yeah. <laughs> plug. That's, that's it was all a plug. <laughs> well done. Well but done. Where I struggle is not necessarily off the tee, it's the short game and the putting. So it's like, all right, Has like, with your power. just just correlate yeah. that to CrossFit. Like I don't struggle with the heavy weights. Mm -hmm. I struggle mm -hmm. with the handstand push-ups and the you know all toes to bar and, and you know these gymnastic type moves and i don't necessarily want to practice because <laughs> yeah. who, who likes to do what they're bad at but if your goal it goes back to the goal if your goal in the crossfit open is to do it rx and you don't have pull-ups either change your goals or practice pull-ups yeah. like it, it is that it is that simple but simple does not mean it's easy it's definitely not easy but it is as simple as you know i want to lift 300 pounds in this movement. All right, where are you at? You're at 200. Okay. Well, we need to figure out, you know, how much you're training, what, you know, movements might support the snatch or the clean and jerk. I mean, you know, look at weightlifting, look at powerlifting. They train for two lifts and weightlifting, three lifts and powerlifting, but they do a heck of a lot more stuff to support and build the muscles around kind of your primary movers in those lifts. With CrossFit, we are doing everything. And at the games every year, they're exposing you to new movements new yeah. stimulus i mean who that's that's the funnest thing for me personally i become such a fan of the crossfit games purely on the fact i don't know what's going to happen <laughs> and guess what neither do the athletes yep. and that's amazing that they'll do and a testament to their fitness yeah, oh, exactly absolutely. i mean that's why they do it to, so to your point about uh, uh pull-ups in a personal story is and one that again uh, most people don't like to hear it but it was you know, we, we go over pull-ups and, well, I'm struggling with my pull-ups. I want to learn butterflies. Well, first, let's back up. How does your strict look? Okay, sure. how's your kipping look? Okay, now I, I can do them below the bar. All right, well, how do I get there? And I was like, well, on a personal note, and uh, shout out to Alex Scott. You know, it's when we were training for the Open one year for a month straight, for so four weeks, yeah. three, I, time, I remember that. three times a week, 10 sets of 10. Yep. Hands are destroyed. Everything hurts. <laughs> But we learned how to do butterfly pull-ups. Right. And guess what? That was a, that was a goal. It had a defined time yep. because it was leading up to the open. So that's number one. It has to have that time domain. Uh, you know, it had defined purpose. And then then from there, it's just maintenance. Mm -hmm. You yep. know, you're just maintaining it. You know, we we see it a lot with Olympic weightlifting. Well, I can't get in this position. Well, it's going to probably require you to basically roll out every single night and do this exact thing yep. every single night for probably three weeks straight. I don't want to do that. Yeah. Well, so, yeah. Well, then you yeah. don't want the goal. But exactly. I, but I can't post that to Facebook. Right. Yeah. That's, that's not cool. It's not sexy, and that's yeah. the, that's the really tough part to get through to people. A lot. Of, a lot of this isn't sexy. A lot no. of this is really boring. You know, the the freaking the weightlifting me I just did on Sunday. I spent two hours sucking on sweet tarts and spitting into a plastic bottle to lose not uh, sexy. Point, point two kilos. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, right. But that's, but, but that's, and that's just at a, at a mediocre level, you know, and that's, so you X multiply that times the highest level of athlete. It's unreal what they have to do. I thought you were going to say that was some like trick for pre-workout. Now I'm like, oh, I'm going to try that. <laughs> so that's the sweet no, just lose, nope. some, just lose some weight. That's it. It's probably, Dehydrate honestly, that's the only yeah, reason smart. I made try weight. That. Yeah. It's the only yeah. reason See I made weight. Yeah. But, um, but then it just comes down to mobility. I think I, I, I personally struggle with hip mobility and it's something I constantly have to work at, but it's the only way that my hips are going yep. to get loose. And you know, for me, my big struggle has always been and continues to be uh, handstand push-ups. Shoulders are always been a problem for me. Um, and, you know, in the same way, the first competition I ever did, um, you were there. It was Alex Scott, Ben Scott, all these guys who were fit and strong. Uh, and got to the last workout, survived the other workouts, got to the last one, and handstand push-ups crushed me. Um, it's the only competition my dad said, my parents have ever been to. Um, and I was in the front row failing my last rep over and over again. And what was rolling in my head wasn't like, well, why I can do this. I, I knew going into it, I couldn't do it because I never practiced handstand pushups. So there's practice. already a fear of that. Yeah. Um, and to this day, it's still like, I, I see handstand pushups in a workout, hashtag kidneys revenge. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, oh God, more handstand pushups. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just because I haven't taken the time, the necessary, um, time to get better at them and I'm better, but I c- could be better. Yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, I think that's a fantastic place to stop at mainly cause we've been talking a lot about us failing. I want to come back and talk yeah. about some of the, uh, the awesome things that, uh, kind of what, what's inspired you and, and kind of what your favorite part about our community and mm. triumph in general is. So we'll be right back. Hey everyone, if you like what you're hearing and you'd like to get started with this, head on over to triumphstrength.net and click on the Get Your Free Session Now button. Coach will contact you shortly. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash triumphstrength, as well as Instagram at triumphstrength. Check out our weightlifting meet at Braxton Brewery under kegsandkilos.eventzilla.net. 60 weightlifters, food trucks, and beer. Doesn't get any better than that. Come join us on July 15th for our Crystal and Bobby Memorial Workout. Uh, we're going to run heats at 8, 9, 10, and 11 a.m. It's open to all fitness levels. Uh, it should be a great time remembering uh, two really, really great people. So hopefully you can join us there. All right, guys. We are back with Coach Chris. Uh, Jared Basson here with Mark McCain. You're listening to Everyday Athlete. Um, so we spent the last kind of... Uh, Actually, I think it's like a half hour. Well, it just kind of disappeared in nowhere. <laughs> um, talked about uh, a lot of the our personal failures and, and uh, maybe shortcomings and, um, you know, the things that have kind of held us back in the past. I do want to talk a little bit about uh, this community here um, and your kind of personal feelings, what's great about Triumph, um, you know, some of your inspirations. Let's just start about let's just start about what's your favorite part of coaching. Because I think all of us, all of us have a general probably umbrella that it falls yeah. under. But I think there's some specifics that are probably different between all of us. Um, for me, coaching um, the the attraction to it was interacting with more people. Um, when I was younger, I was really afraid of um, like meeting new people, despite what my parents would tell you. Um, I'm pretty good at initiating conversation, but when I'm supposed to be in charge of someone, I have a hard time coming up with something to say. 
Um, coaching gave me a way to meet and make more relationships with people. Um, I, I can yammer on for a long time. Um, so when I meet a new friend or whatever, it's just the people I'm coaching end up being my friends, you know? So, um, when it comes to coaching, it, it's relaxing for me. Um, it's one of those things where it is stressful, but in a great way because it's making me think more. Um, it's not letting me kind of pull into like old habits. Yeah. Um, it's probably one of the hardest jobs that doesn't seem hard. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like if you just were to watch it and you watch really good coaches, um, you know, it looks very effortless. Like when I was watching, you know, last night, you last night we had, um, you know, someone new in the class and it just seems like it's just very, very easy and very natural when in reality, um, it's almost like just public speaking. You see yeah. some people who are good at public speaking are like, Oh, I could, I can do that. And then you get up there, you're like, words. So, uh, no, and that's, it's absolutely test. And that's just, that's again, that's just practice. That is getting, oh, that is getting yeah. reps and hours in front of, of just people. Yeah. You know, I feel like there's not a group of people I can't walk in front of now. Oh yeah. And, for sure. and you know, kind yeah. of direct. So, yeah. and that's, I've watched you do it and it's, it's really awesome. And it's, again, to the crystal and Bobby workout, you know, just watching it and watching you kind of control the class and taking everybody down for a moment of silence. Like it's, it's very powerful and, and people recognize that. Absolutely. Um, that's, I mean, it's, it's one of my favorite things is to be able to affect people like that. I, I want to, you know, Gary Vee talks about all the time is what's your legacy? You know, I like money's always a factor in life and you know, whatever. But if you're doing the right thing for people, like there's never a bad time to do the right thing. And doing the right thing is always the right thing. Always. And for me that, uh, the crystal and Bobby workout, especially, um, I think for all of us, it gets us all a little emotional. Um, and I noticed myself a couple times, even Saturday, like, man, this is, it's, yeah, it's been a year, but it's only been a year. Yeah. You it's know? heavy stuff, man. Um, yeah. yeah and, and the, the feeling's definitely a little different. Um, you know, I think this past one was you try and make it a little bit more of a celebration, yep. but you're absolutely still trying to be mindful, um, of the reason that we're doing it. And, and I think as far as this community goes, like if you don't understand what a hero workout's about, like you should understand what a hero workout's about after you do that. Absolutely. Um, and I think every community's probably been there to an extent. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what makes all of this so fantastic. Um, you know, that's why I love coaching. The, the people I've met here, I would never have been able to come into contact with. 100%. Um, the qualities that I've, that I've been given from working with you two and working with Derek and working with all the members, I never would have had otherwise, or maybe it would have taken much longer to go to, oh, you yeah. know? Um, so for that, you know, I, again, I'm blessed, uh, to be able to be a part of that, um, to be a part of positive change in people. Yeah. Um, it's unreal. I mean, when you just look, when you look out at, you know, the people you, you see some of these faces that we've now know for, we've known now for, um, coming up on like, you know, four or five years, it's, it's unreal. And cause at that point you're now watching their families grow. Yeah. You're watching their kids like, Oh, graduation from high school, yeah, you know, uh, moving on with their lives. And, um, it, and not only just the physical aspect, but you know, the emotional side of things that they bring to the table, just speaking on Crystal and Bobby, I mean, you know, driving out to a funeral together and experiencing all that with people that yep. 
that are from a gym. If you said that to someone like who's who's your your typical gym goer, it's like, would you go to a funeral with five people you knew from Planet Fitness? Like, no, no it's way. just it's it's a completely different. No. It's community. Yeah, and I think and you know um, to the public speaking, it just popped into my head. Um, you know, it's you coach a lot. You, you, we've all coached quite a bit. We've had long days and we've had short days and we've had really long days. Um, it's to the point where, and I don't know if you guys have done it, I've woken myself up from coaching in my sleep. You know, I've been like, all right, guys, like in my sleep, being like, all right, here we go. You We're have gonna a problem. I have a problem. <laughs> no. And it's one of those things where it's, you know, when you enjoy what you do, it's really hard to separate it. Yeah. It's really hard to separate it. So it, it just it's, becomes a part of who you are. Hopefully not what you are, but a part of who you are. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a really hard thing to turn off. And I think we're all really fortunate that we don't necessarily have to turn it off because it's a negative thing. Yeah. You know, we can turn it off when we have to, but we enjoy it. So it's not like, oh, man, I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah. Um, so uh, who are some of the uh, maybe there's some local inspirations, uh, you know, anybody around here, your your kind of big inspirations. Uh, maybe outside the gym, you know, in life? Uh, outside the gym, um, man, uh, my parents, that's uh, yeah. huge. Um, you know, for you two, you were kind of at the wedding and got to hear a couple different um, perspectives and things like that. Um, but, you know, my parents, like I said, both own their own business. Um, my dad is the hardest working person I've ever come across. Um, you know, manual labor, 16 hours a day no complaints you know i grew up working with him and working on a farm and man it was you get up when you're supposed to get up you get going when you're supposed to get going and you don't stop till it's done um and my mom is the same way um started her own business left a really nice job because she realized it just wasn't worth it um and went to a completely different route um and they're you know one of my favorite words relentless they are relentless in what they do um and uh, my, my mom's dad, my grandfather, was a huge piece of, you know, why I am the way I am. And uh, my grandmother, that would, those four people, it's constantly, even, even with my grandmother and grandfather being gone now, um, I feel like there's a very huge responsibility for me to keep that um, and kind of do things that they would be proud of, you know. Um, when I was younger, if I did something really well, my grandfather would always say, you know, good, good man, Charlie Brown. Like that's the one thing I hear when I do something right and I'll hear it in my head. I'm like, okay, that was, that was what I should have done. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And um, I think the the resounding, uh, commonality there is family. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and you know, in, into what we try to instill in this, this room next to us or room behind you there is, is family. Yep. Right. Um, you know, it's almost like, uh, when, when someone, goes it's like losing a family member yep. you know and that's that's the really tough part it makes it it's hard not to get personal in that sense but oh, yeah. you know it makes it so much better and such a a close and intimate experience yep. you know it makes those PRs huge it makes those you know pregnancy announcements huge yeah. it makes the you know the birthdays that much more exciting yep. you know what makes me happy is I see like pictures on Facebook of like people who are like in class together and then they go hang out together. Yep. That's you know? the best. And that's pretty that's... cool. You know, it's like, again, we, we are friends with, you know, you know, teachers to lawyers, to yeah. electricians, to, yeah. uh, 
you know, doctors to, to, to the, the grandest of spectrums, yeah. you know, and again, people that we would never cross paths with. No way. Um, I mean, I think you were jo- you made the joke about it in, in the podcast with Judy, but like when I grow up, I want to be like you and it, it kind of is. It's uh, like, yeah, it was, it, I was mostly serious. Yeah. And, that, and that's, and it's true. It's, you look at, you look at what some of the people here are doing. You're like, man. You don't realize how much they rub off you, on you until you, you know, spend four life, four years of your life with them, and then, you know, you. Um, well, your decision making. You, you, you ultimately. Yeah, yeah. You you have skin in the game, and you know you mentioned some of the things you like. I like when I see my people get results, yep. and I, I think I, I've earned the right to call them my people. I guess we've all earned that right. Yep. Being here so long, but I just want I just want them to win, and like yeah. I generally want that to happen. Yeah. So when people you know, for lack of a better term, they slack off or maybe they forget the address for a little bit. Um, you know, I just want, I just, I, I want it. I, I like, I want it for them and I want them to get it. And it's like the, we are super blessed. I mean, we have so many good, awesome members. We have, you know, you're hearing Chris's story. Like we have awesome coach Derek. You heard his, uh, we just hired Kelsey. We have intern Thomas, all these just incredible people good um, people like good, that's good that's people high quality. like you you know you're not you know we've never had an issue of theft you know at the gym like any any like that's laughable honestly to bring something like that up yeah. you know people forget their stuff all the time because it's a good workout <laughs> and that's that happens post wobbling but i just you know well, it, it's it's hard to get to know all these people and not just genuinely want good things for them yeah. Yeah. and and if we if they have Invested in us enough to, you know, they, they, you know, at the end of the day, we are providing a service. Um, I just, I want you guys here five days a week. I mean, selfishly, I want to see you more. I want you to just really go crazy on this fitness thing, but I know things come up. I know things get in the way, but you know, it's, it's so incredible to watch people, um, get results. And I, I, you know, if I'll throw my two cents in on favorite parts of, of being a coach is that, like when people really just go all in with it and just when they get, they put on the blinders, you know, I think so many people care <laughs> about what other people think. And I mean, yeah. we're all guilty of it to a certain extent, Absolutely. but when you can just dig into a workout day after day and show up and make it a priority, that's, that's the ultimate, like, you know, pleasure in being a coach. Um, yeah. so that in yeah. the, uh, I love the when you get when you can see the the light bulb go off. Oh yeah. On certain, you know, yep. it's like it's like you're 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 beating your head against the wall telling them certain things and then there's just one day where it's like you see this this eyes light up and yep. it's like I mm. got it. Yeah. You know, I got it. And then it's a, it's a whole new game cuz then you've just take, you know, it's called a skill. Let's just say handstand mm-hmm. push-ups for example, you know. And then all of a sudden, then there's that there's that spark yeah. It's now reignited again. Like, yep. oh, that. Okay, Absolutely. I can do that. Now what's next? Yep. When you light a fire someone on there like that, and I mean, pick a, pick any member here, and yeah. then you've seen it, and you're like, yes. There's when you see that photo about meal prep, you know, and you're like, yep. oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so uh, just some, some of the, the fun stuff. Favorite and least favorite movements. Ooh. Well, we already covered least. Le- well, least no running, running. Okay. Is like yeah, I valid. see running and I'm like, Oh, Derek, come on, man. <laughs> um, no one likes Derek. <laughs> Derek's trying to kill everyone. Um, I think, I think my favorite people are going to be like, what is wrong with you? Um, 
heavy thrusters. I, was gonna, I, knew, it. I knew it. <laughs> heavy, I, said it, I said it the other day with, with that Monday workout when it was 155 yeah. thrusters. Like, and no one likes thrusters. And I looked, it was like, mm, Chris probably likes yeah, thrusters. I like thrusters. I like, I, there's something, the more explosive the movement, uh, the more bar slamming potential I have, the more sure. I enjoy it. Sure. Um, and it's not necessarily that I'm great at them. It just, it's, I like it because it's a grind. I yeah. like I I like feeling a little bit of that that pressure. There's there. something about coming out of the bottom of like that heavy feeling yeah. that weight on your body and yeah. then pushing it overhead. Yep. You know, like there's something definitely it's, satisfying. It's like about he- that. hitting a heavy snatch or a heavy clean jerk. You stand yeah. that up and the, that adrenaline's just there. Yeah. So, um, so let's see, because I it was funny because when you said about being back at like the first regionals, like volunteering, I remember like because I had heard about you from Becca and like, I didn't really know who you were. And like, you said something to me, like mm-hmm. as we were going out and I, mm-hmm. I still remember that day. So, you know, it's like you were, you've, you've seen, uh, regionals at the kind of, what was that? The Ohio state convention center. Fairgrounds. Yeah, it was, where, yeah, yeah. It was like, it was like, it was like cattle. Yeah. It was like, it was like they did like cattle shows. <laughs> yeah. There. Uh, you know, nothing on the floor, just a concrete floor until yeah. now yeah. where oh, they just signed yeah. a deal with CBS. So like, obviously we sport seen, now we've, <laughs> we've seen this big change, uh, globally. Um, your perspective, I think the public's ideas shifted, but so what is your, your view as far as CrossFit shifted? Talk about the evolution. Um, the evolution I think has been really cool. Like I think some people have, um, I think some people get it twisted and get disenchanted with it thinking it's gone mainstream. I think the beauty of it going mainstream is there's so much more knowledge. There's, I don't think there's ever been a point, um, in fitness where you've had such a huge collection of intelligent coaches. Um, I don't think you've ever had such a collection of so many people, Diane Fu, you know, like you have these people who are just so on top of their game, putting out free information to help other coaches. Yeah. You know, um, I don't, I don't it's think a, it's ever it's happened. A perf- it's a perfect storm of basically our generation coming through the internet yeah. and essentially a, a new way to just look at, at the body. You know, like forever it was, well, we don't use, we don't squat below parallel because your knees, you better use this <laughs> yeah. Nautilus machine. And yeah. then it's like, no, that's awful. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, and then it started from there and it's just blown up. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, movement studies. I mean, Edo Portal, like you got, I mean, a whole movement from just that. Um, I, th- I think it's a beautiful thing that, uh, there's no more secret sauce. There's no more like. Well, this guy has the secret and he's holding on to it. It's like, hey, I found this thing that works. Check this out. Yeah. Well, I think that's to that point. It's a very good point about people thinking that they have the secret sauce and then trying to monetize it. And I think that's what you, you know, have, you know, witnessed before really the big movement of CrossFit. And there's still, you know, there are certain camps, you know, the that their secrets are out. But, you know, again, they just are, you know, the results are proven. You know, you can look at the Bergerons, the OPT, mm-hmm. you know, all these different kind of training methodologies within CrossFit, so to say. And, and at the end of the day, they're just doing CrossFit. <laughs> and at the end of the day, CrossFit didn't invent any of the movements. They just put them all together yeah. and, and tell you to train harder, you know, with, with a group of people. So what's your secret? Go faster. Execution. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the secret is execution. You know, do a workout, you know, called Cindy and there's nothing fancy there. Um, yeah. you know, as fancy as you want to make the pull-ups, uh, but obviously you can sub it out, you know, modify it. Anyone can do that workout at some degree for 20 minutes. Um, 
which when I was exposed to CrossFit didn't seem like that long, but it is an eternity. <laughs> it's a really long know. time. I'm so tired. <laughs> and I guarantee left. you'll be sore for you know a week. Yeah, it's uh, Thursday. I'm sore for Monday still. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. I mean, I think people before you know even the internet or whatever you want to say was just trying to sell their book, push their product. And now the product of CrossFit has so many brilliant minds involved with it and such a high level of coaching. And yeah, look, it's a business. You know, we pay them every year to use their name and so on and so forth. But you know what? I, I We get a positive return on that investment. Yeah. And if you're not getting that, um, you need to grind harder, you know, because yeah. look, this stuff to, you know, to coach Chris's, um, you know, attributes goes his hard work that he mentioned he got from his parents. But I've seen this guy grind his freaking face off day after day in here and come in and check his ego at the door and put his happy face on whenever he might not be having the best week. And I think that's probably one of the hardest things about the job is, you know, granted, you know, there's going to be days where someone catches you on an off day, you know, all of a sudden they hang on to that for a little bit, but by and large, um, you know, you do a fantastic job and, and, and that's such a struggle. I think anyone, you know, any, you know, there's the, you know, I think the DMV is constantly brought up like, man, every time I go there, it's just terrible. And da, 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 da. I can honestly say I've always gone there, knock on wood, never had really a yeah. bad experience, you know, right. uh, because it's just really what day are you catching these people? A lot of sense. But for us, it's just that consistency is a word that we bring up a lot around here. And uh, giving people a consistent experience is super duper important. And we've, you know, done a lot of things to try to improve that. It's Is it ever going to be perfect? No. Are we going to need our clients grace on a lot of things? Yes. But I can honestly say Chris has done a fantastic job. I appreciate at, that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I can't resonate that enough and calling it a family business at this point, you know, it's, I mean, yeah, we're pretty much as deep as we can get there. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, anyways, I think that's a, that's a great place to uh, stop there. Uh, but what I would, would like to ask Chris is our kind of, last question here oh boy uh it's and this is kind of one we'll be asking everybody i think just it's going to be pretty cool to see where everybody comes from uh but what is your definition of fitness mm. um i think you know can't go textbook here but i think definition of fitness for me would be being able to do my daily activities without um, kind of a restraint or being held back you know, I, I look for my workouts anymore to be something that I can hold my grandkids. Like that's most important for me is being there for future kids and generations. All about perspective. Amen. Fantastic. Thanks again, guys. Uh, thank you for listening to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of the people who make us great. Thanks. Thanks. Guys. Thanks.